I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hello, family. Thank you for tuning in for this week's what's going to be an amazing episode of Live Your Best Life with Mila's Right. And I have a beautiful woman of God joining me today who literally her life is like literally like the alabaster jar. You know, she's just broken and poured out at the feet of the one who came and completely transformed her life, which you are going to hear about. She, alongside her husband, directsaturateglobal.com, saturateglobalministries.com. She's also the author of Wildfires, which is an amazing book that will just reignite a passion for the presence of Jesus all over again in your life. It's my joy to welcome into the conversation with me today, Jesse Green. Jesse, welcome. Thank you, Liz. I'm so excited for this conversation. And uh, it's funny, I hear my children playing in the backyard behind our office. And so I just love having conversations about Jesus while real life is happening just all around. Absolutely. As it should be, right? Absolutely. Yes. Jesse, I wanted to start by asking you, would you share how you met Jesus, because your testimony is beautiful and it's such hope for people, like for what, whatever you guys are dealing with, you know, just same Jesus for you. But yeah, can, can I see, would you share? Yes. Yeah. I actually, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my mom was a single parent and um, actually got to attend Toronto Revival at eight years old and grew up in the vineyard movement. But um, when I was around eight years old, we moved and where we moved, there wasn't any spirit filled churches. And so from about eight years old till my mid twenties, um, my relationship with God kind of just dwindled. And, uh, um, I really just started to pursue everything that the world had to offer me. So I went to, um, university in Miami, Florida joined a sorority. I started working in the nightclub industry and really believed the lie that um, if I pursued the things of this world, like status and wealth um, and uh, lots of unhealthy relationships that um, I would eventually be satisfied. And the more I pursued those things, um, honestly, the more dead inside I felt, um, I dabbled in new ageism, um, and uh, struggled with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts while taking first class flights at 21 years old around the world and having dinner with celebrities and influencers and presidents of nations in my early twenties. And it, it felt like my life was a huge contradiction and, it felt like I had the things that everyone was climbing for and yet um, couldn't feel more dead. And I remember one night um, just being in my apartment, just feeling like I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it anymore. And I, I felt like my life was in this downward spiral. It's like the more I tried to fix it, the worse things got. Um, and so I, I don't even really know why I did it. I think it was because of my mom's prayers and, just my Christian upbringing. But honestly, as a last resort, I just cried out to God and I was weeping to the point of vomiting. 
Um, and I just said to the Lord, I was like, if you're real, you have to take this pain away. I, I can't live like this anymore. And uh, um, I lived on 31st Street in Manhattan of New York City. And everything went silent outside my apartment. All the traffic noise stopped. And the presence of God just filled my apartment. And I was terrified. I knew God was real. And that actually was the scariest part. And I felt so much peace that I couldn't cry. And I had this revelation. And I honestly think that this one revelation has marked my entire life. And it was this fact of like, okay, if Jesus is really real, like I've just realized he is, then what in the world could be more important than having a relationship with God? And so that put me on, I would say, a pursuit that I'm still on. Um, but I sold everything that I had. I quit my job. I um, bought a backpack and became a missionary um, around the world because I felt like it's funny what you think when you're in your early 20s. But I thought missionaries really know Jesus. And so if I'm going to really know Jesus, then I need to be a missionary. <laughs> and so, so that's what I did. And um, I, I got filled with the Holy spirit and, um, realized that there was so much access that God had given us. And, um, I, I would say the, the more I learn about Jesus, the more I'm just still in awe and, um, really passionate that people would really know him and not just an idea of him. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. It's so impacting, you know, when, when you said like, you know, if he's really real, and he really, really is real because we met him, you know, <laughs> yes. the impact of that one statement, it just went woof into me. It's like, yeah, there is nothing more important than having a relationship with the creator who's made himself accessible to us. And there's, totally. there, oh, the passion in you for that, you know, I mean, obviously that he's his heart and that truth and what, how you come to know him is what drives your life isn't it in the most powerful way and absolutely so so and you've led thousands and thousands into the presence of Jesus now into relationship with him right how many tell us where that part started because I know you had a yes. you had an encounter didn't you it was like I remember yeah okay okay so tell us that part so I um so I, I traveled around the world for a year as a missionary um, and that's when I really realized like the whole supernatural life was really real. Mm. And it, I remember like journaling once and I was like, angels are real. Demons are real. Like all of this in the Bible is actually real. It's not metaphor. Like this is so crazy. People it's literal. can actually be healed. Yeah, yeah. Like I always just thought it was like symbolic or something. And when I saw the first time I ever saw someone physically healed, I was like, this is crazy. Like, this is so wild. And I, I kept thinking about Christians I knew in America that just, they, they had never experienced any of these things. And I thought, of course, they're living such a boring Christian life because they think it's just Sunday sermons. They don't realize it's a whole brand new life that they have access to. And uh, I remember in 2016, um, fast forward quite a bit. Um, I, I, I saw, I had my first vision and it was like a movie played in front of me. And I saw this vision of thousands of people being baptized in Huntington beach, California. 
And uh, it was like just wild. And I felt so alive and I felt like just this fire of God. And the problem was I lived in New York City at the time. And so I was like, why did I see this vision in California? What does this mean? And fast forward um, six months after that, my husband and I stepped down from our jobs in New York City. We sold everything we had, traveled across the country to move to California and step out on this vision. And for four years, we would go out on the streets and share the gospel and maybe one or two people would get saved, but nothing like the vision that I saw. And then um, in 2019, the Lord said to me, just in the secret place time, he said, green light, the harvest begins summer 2020. And that was definitely a, a defining moment in my life. And I remember um, just cold emailing every pastor that I could Google on that lived in Orange County and just sharing this vision. And we thought we were going to do this like evangelism conference and train people to go out. And essentially we ended up getting a megaphone in, in the midst of COVID went to the beach in summer 2020 and baptized thousands of people in the beach. Um, LA times was the first to call it revival um, BBC News, Sky News, um, I mean, Global News were covering what was happening. And uh, there was no production. It was just this sovereign move of God. And since then, now three years later, we've had the opportunity to baptize over 15,000 people. Um, we just baptized over 500 people just this last weekend while in Houston. And God is moving in power right now. Like we're in revival. And we have the privilege of just getting to be a part of it. Wow. Okay. So for every everybody's going to be glued to this going, oh my gosh, we want this. This is such hope. I mean, I know Holy Spirit is moving powerfully all over the world. There's pockets of revival just breaking out everywhere, isn't there? It's just amazing. So tell us what it's like. You know, what's the experience like when you were there on the beach? And, and obviously even recently, as the spirit starts to move, what happens? Tell us. Yeah. So initially we, we didn't really know what to expect. I'd gone out to the beach and pier before an open air preached and maybe one or two people would get saved. And then what happened was honestly, the first time we were just in total awe. I, I, we have the video footage. It's so funny, but I literally just preached the gospel, the simple gospel. My message was less than 10 minutes long. And uh, literally just talked about the death and resurrection of Jesus, the ascension and the fact that he's seated at the right hand gives us the Holy Spirit. And the fire of God came. People started sprinting into the water to be baptized. We started seeing deliverances and healing. And to be honest, I like didn't know what I was doing. And so I was like re picking up all these books like like, what is a revivalist? Like, what is happening? What do we do? What about, what, what is spiritual warfare? Like we had a flood in our house, a fire in our house, our car broke down. We had the police at our door, um, threatens for arrest. And at the same time, it was like so much attack and so much persecution, but you just like, don't care because you're like, look what God's doing. Like arrest me. Like, I don't care. And we have three little kids and it's weird. It's like the fear and um, the trying to work it all out. It just kind of goes away because you're just like, 
I just don't want to touch what the Lord's doing. Like I just, I, it's like this gratefulness to just be a part of it. Yeah. And so it's, it, I, I'm like, I am ruined for the rest of my life because I'm like, all I want to do is see people get baptized and full of the Holy spirit and live a Christian life that is full of power. <laughs> so yeah, totally. So glorious. I mean, it's what everybody around the world is praying for, isn't it? This is yes. what we hunger for the reality of Holy Spirit pouring out in the midst of us, you know, yes. I mean, it just, I was thinking about the book of Acts and you were speaking then. I'm like, this is that, isn't it? This is what they lived. It's what they experienced. It's the pure gospel where Jesus is untangling us from religion and complexity totally. and, and extracurricular sort of theological perspectives that are just not the gospel. It's not the point. You know, he, it's just, it's just Jesus. It's what he did. He died. He rose again. He's at the, like you said, he's at the right hand of the father. He poured out his spirit. We can have relationship with him. And there's nothing more important and there's nothing more glorious. I would love you just like take a moment right now. I would love you to pray for people who are really like, because I know a lot of people in the body of Christ are just stuck and they're not experiencing Jesus like this, you know, and I believe the Lord is just reviving all of us. He's awakening all of us, isn't he? Back into saturation again. So we can live like your, your ministry is called saturated yes. all the time. Would you just pray? Would you just pray for people right now? Absolutely. Yeah. I thank you, Holy Spirit. I always, I just keep always seeing this picture of the Lord just drawing all of us in deeper. And even if you feel like you're on fire or you feel like you're totally stagnant in your faith, um, I just believe that through the Holy Spirit, we can just take another step deeper in. And um, I just pray that um, honestly, the biggest prayer I've been praying for people is that you would not let anything get in the way from that invitation from the Lord. So maybe I know sometimes um, comfort or fear of the future or even fear of finances can distract us from that invitation from the Lord. And I just want to pray that you would have this burning inside of you, this revelation that um, like the treasure in the field, that what he's offering you is the very life that you say that you want. And so whatever that Holy Spirit prompting is, and I always feel like he does this exchange. It's like he asks us to lay something down to receive what it is that we actually want. And so I just pray right now that you would have the trust in him, the faith in God to to maybe some of you need to go somewhere or you need to step out and do something or, or actually take a action step on maybe a prophetic word you've been given. But I pray that you would not quench the Holy Spirit in any area of your life and that there would not be a delayed obedience, but just a radical quickness to respond to that drawing in of the Holy Spirit and any kind of distractions, any kind of fear, I just command those things to flee from you now in Jesus' name. Wow. 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 Gosh, I can feel the presence of Holy Spirit so powerfully right now. Wow. 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 We agree. We agree. Do you know, I Thank saw you, when you were praying for, for us all then, I saw... Um, so this is, I feel this is a word for maybe some of you, you know, um, I saw the woman who was caught in adultery and she was reaching forward. She was literally lying down sort of so 
prostrate almost before Jesus and she reached out her hands and just grabbed his ankles, you know, in, mm. in gratitude and of what Jesus did as he freed her from that terrifying moment where she was about to be stoned to death with him. And he, and she was, she was just so thankful because she'd received his goodness and his kindness mm. and his forgiveness and his mercy and compassion in that moment. And I just felt that then that there's people who are caught up in shame, caught up in, you, wow. may, you may be stuck right now in, you know, you've made bad choices for your life. The Lord wants to get set you free from those that bondage and those chains right now so can we just can we pray into that I just really want to break the shackles of shame yeah you know yeah absolutely it's funny you even mentioned that too I just preached um this past Saturday in Houston about the woman with the issue of blood oh wow yeah and about how she moves through the crowd it just grabs onto the garment of Jesus um Mm -hmm. and that same concept that same idea and just how the Lord says, daughter, your faith has made you well, has made you healed. And I think for a lot of people, the revelation I've been getting from that is, you know, there's a lot of people in the crowd that are touching the Lord. And I think a lot of times, you know, we can go to church or, you know, we can go to these conferences or even revival events and be in the same room as the Holy Spirit and be in the same room of what the Lord's doing. And yet what we see is that woman's faith um, is what made a change. And she actually grabs onto the Lord where he says, who touched me? Um, I noticed power has left me. And, you know, I think sometimes we can rub shoulders with Jesus and never touch him. And it's that faith that activates a touch that releases his power. And so if you're listening right now, I pray that no matter, even if you need healing in your physical body Um, If you need breakthrough, if you need God to transform your finances, honestly, I just feel like there's women that are listening specifically as well as men where you're, you're caught in anxiousness and you, you just need peace right now. I just pray that your faith would be activated right now by the power of the Holy spirit, that you would just grab onto him and realize that he is your source of healing. He will heal you. He will provide for you. And if you can grab onto him in that desperation, in hunger and humility, it's like that power of Jesus will leave him and it will go into you and you will be made well according to the word of God. And so I just pray that that faith to reach out to him, to have not no other backup plan that faith would be activated in you right now in Jesus' name. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. This is just so, there's so much beautiful presence of Holy Spirit. Just receive him, receive him. And I just agree as well. I agree that mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a fresh ignition of your faith, the supernatural you. enabling grace of Holy Spirit moving through you again, reigniting your faith. If you're exhausted to believe again and begin to receive the freedom that Jesus is releasing right now, the healing, the freedom from shame and condemnation and overwhelm and bondage and sin and mess and whatever it is. Yeah. The fear of lack, the anxiety, the overwhelm, whatever has been driving you and uh dominating you the lord's setting you free right now i can feel it it's just amazing and i i really feel like there's such an invitation in right now while we're together in this conversation in this moment is your moment I'm really feeling like some of you need to rededicate your lives to Jesus. And but I'm 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 feeling the invitation coming from Jesus' heart, even while you're speaking. Mm-hmm. I think it's because of the 
your relationship with Jesus and the anointing that's on you, there's an invitation to just come back to him, get out of the mm. clutter and the drama of your life, rededicate your life, come and sit at his feet again, because there's a whole new depth of intimacy that he's inviting you to experience. So, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's the anointing okay. on you because you, you're, you're such a fire starter because <laughs> you're obviously a passionate revivalist. <laughs> yeah, and I think the Lord, what I love about him is, um, I, I, and I, I find this always in my own personal life too, there's just this constant wooing of the Lord to just bring us in even deeper. And yeah. so I know for myself sometimes, you know, um, I can come out of like a big event, see all these miracles and stuff. And I'll feel the Lord just say like, come, come away from me, like shut, shut off social media, like get rid of every distraction. You don't need to do it the way everyone else is doing it, you know, and just come and be with me. And I, I just always sense the Lord giving that invitation to all who will receive it. And so what I love about the Lord is for anyone, you know, I, my favorite, one of my favorite verses, when the Lord says, he says, um, if you search me, I will be found by you. If you search for me with your whole heart. And I just love that there's a guaranteed promise that you can find the Lord every day that there don't need to be these stagnant days. And so I always know I'm like days that I feel like apathetic or I'm like, Oh, where is God? I know for me, that's an invitation to search him out. And so I, I just want to, if people feel like God's been far away or distant, or, you know, I feel like sometimes people believe the lie that they're in like a dry season. Um, those things are just, they're lies from the enemy to, to prevent you from just going all in, in your pursuit. And so I tell people all the time, people are like, should I go to a revival event? And I'm like, if you're hungry for more then absolutely. Yes. Like, what would prevent you from accessing all that it is that the Lord has for you, you know? And so I just feel like there's that constant invitation from the Lord for, for more of him. Yeah, definitely. And you can feel it at the moment in, I can, in the Lord's heart. He so wants to be known by us. Yes. There's such an invitation for the relationship, for the friendship. So good. Ooh, what a privilege. We get to be friends with the creator of everything just blows me away yeah he wants to he, he really I can feel it over the last little while he's been showing me he wants to be known as our provider as our safe place and strong tower and the, the one who meets all mm. of our needs through his riches in glory and to to freshly ignite our capacity to believe and know and rest in the truth that that, that he's faithful right he's faithful and he does he does want to heal us and deliver us and set us free and he does you know and your testimony is amazing it's just amazing like what he set you free from so oh my gosh oh my gosh I could talk for hours and hours and hours with you so <laughs> I wanted I wanted to ask you um so when you're preserving your relationship with him and prioritizing your relationship with him are there specific keys that the lord's given you that would help other people to do that like you said put away the distractions super important but are there are there things are there scriptures and things that are you know the lord's just given you that have helped you yeah absolutely so um i would say first and foremost just in our family um prioritizing the secret place is really really important um, there's a book that we love to read called secrets of the secret place by Bob Sorgi. And uh, yes, it's so good. It's I've brilliant. read it probably over 15 times now. 
And um, I just love it because, um, you know, even in ministry or wherever, whatever it is you're doing, um, it's just so easy to just get like thrown off and just start like just doing things through the motion of doing them, you know? And even for me, like I, after we saw the revival break out on the beaches in 2020, I just like refused for that to be like what I hinged my whole ministry on. I, I know a lot of people, um, you can be become very famous in Christianity for leading a revival. And, uh, I just didn't want my best stories to be from 2020. I just wanted to be someone that was constantly used by the Lord. I always wanted to have fresh bread and fresh manna. And then I always said to the Lord, I'm like, I want to be able to tell stories from this week. And, uh, um, I, I think that, uh, we can sometimes get stuck in the one thing that the Lord once did, but I, I always believe that verse from second Corinthians that we can go from glory to glory. Now that we have unveiled faces that, um, it says we contemplate the glory of the Lord. And I just want to be someone where, um, the greatest days of anointing, the greatest days of revival, um, my greatest encounters with the Lord are not ones in the past, but they're ones that are happening right now. And uh, I think having a conviction that um, that we are going from glory to glory and, you know, maybe your one time encounter that you had maybe several years ago, that just needs to be just chapter one in your life of what the Lord's doing. So I always encourage people like don't receive the bait of settling and that you should be satisfied with a one-time encounter because I believe that where it says in John 10, 10, where the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, I believe that the main thing that the enemy is trying to steal from us is our encounters with the Lord. And if we can settle for a Christianity or a one-time encounter, then that literally robs us of the daily access that Jesus died and rose again for us to have. So I always just encourage people like, just don't settle and don't believe that your life has to look mundane in any way whatsoever. Right. Oh, it's so brilliant. It's so brilliant. Can you feel hunger rising in you as you're listening to this conversation? <laughs> just for more of him and for the reality to listen yes. it. Live saturated all the time, completely filled all the time. And I think going back to what you said, you know, when you when that realization really hits your heart that we can have relationship with the creator, there really is nothing more important in life, is there? And to it's just the wisest thing we can do to sit at the feet of Jesus like Mary did. And just totally. like you, like you've done, you just pour your life out every single day and it's your joy, you know? And I think one of the other things that, that Jesus has been showing me, you know, and just in the last few minutes, I just want to just share this very, very quickly, but um, is that I've been getting absolutely blown away by the reality that it's the spirit of Jesus inside of us, Christ in us, the hope of glory, mm. and that he is accessible closer than our breath. And it's just been impacting me in the scriptures in Ephesians that, you know, this great treasure, the mystery of the ages is now revealed Christ in us, you know, and these amazing, amazing scriptures are are coming our experience and jesus has been showing me afresh that is the reality his our relationship with him is accessible all the time it's he's just one glance away you know prioritizing his presence and also the all authentic real ministry as you well know because you live it 
is Christ flooding through us, his spirit pouring mm. out around us on everybody that's there. He comes present. He's within and then he's present and he's among us. And that's true ministry, isn't it? It's Jesus. So good. Jesus is true ministry. <laughs> so brilliant. So good. So brilliant. Is there anything that's in that's in your spirit that you want to share just in closing? Is there anything else that you feel like, oh, I just yeah, need to say that? I just um, so I, I recently wrote a book. My newest book is called Saturate, and um, it's about these seven waves of revival that are coming. And I just encourage people, you know, um, I wrote it as a prophetic warning, which is very different from my first book, Wildfires, which was more of an invitation into revival. Um, but it's really important. I, I, I feel like that people understand the times that we're living in and discern what the Lord's doing. And I very much believe that we are in the very beginning of revival. And if as the saints, as a church, we don't engage with what it is that our father in heaven is doing and we do it our own way, um, we very much could um, stifle and end um, the birthing of revival. And so I really encourage people to have an understanding prophetically of what it is the Lord is doing, the times and the seasons that we're living in, and then engage and do something um, in this time because um, the earth is groaning. Um, and I, I just pray that as Christians and as believers that we would just um, engage in what the Lord is doing on the earth and not be praying for something that the Lord is already pouring out that just needs our response and our faith. And so um, I, I feel very passionate lately that um, we would just not go back to business as usual, but would stay on our front foot um, because I believe that there's much more harvest as well as persecution and suffering in the days ahead. And so it's really important that um, we're getting our instructions from the Lord and that we're quick to respond. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. So we agree. We agree that <laughs> you will all be sensitive to the times in the seasons, like different level of sensitivity. We agree that we would be awake and we would be in receive mode and we'd be able to step into the full expression of partnership with Jesus in this time and go out and bring in the beautiful harvest that belongs to him. So, amen, amen. It's so brilliant being with you, Jesse. Thank you so much Thank for giving you. us your time and sharing your passion at heart. You're such an inspiration, a blessing in the body of Christ. And and yeah, for your, for your books and everything about you, um, where's the easiest place to get hold of you? Um, if you go to Jesse, J-E-S-S-I dash green, like the color dot com um, or on Instagram, um, Jesse dot green, you can find all the information. We have courses, we have events as well as tons of resources. Amazing. 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 Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. Thank you too for being with us. I pray that you have the most amazing week of your life this week and having fresh encounters with you, with Jesus be, that will just blow you away beyond anything you've known. God bless. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome week and look forward to being with you again next Monday. Bye. We have made warfare so complicated, but it's not. We've been in the mindset quite largely of a big God and a big enemy, but we don't have a big enemy. Our enemy was created by God and he is now defeated. And because of that, we don't live for victory, we live from victory. 
Armchair Warfare is all about learning how to live victoriously from the internal seat of rest. You're not just gonna learn truths in this course, you're gonna be empowered to walk in the fullness of your identity and your authority. You are gonna walk in the revelation of who Jesus is as King, and that as King, He now resides inside of you. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, He birthed a new creation. Through this course, you are going to enter into the experience of that as your reality.